0: From the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. It's Jimmy B and DC on 1700K sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back. It's our final hour of today's program. Uh, We are keeping up to date on the Wimbledon match between Raphael Nadal and Gilles Muller. And right now, it is 10-10 in the fifth set. Remember at Wimbledon, they do not play a tiebreaker in the fifth set. Mm -hmm. 10-10 in the fifth. And Muller and Nadal, they've played over, what, four hours and 15, 20 minutes right now? Right in that that area. On grass, Trent. I mean, points generally are pretty quick on grass. It's not like clay where you're out there with 30 hits. They're generally over in four hits. And Muller is serving tremendously well and Nadal is just hanging on by always P.O.'d. Oh, <laughs> Nadal just got a little upset, tossed the old racket. I like it. Jimmy B excited about the tennis. This has been fun. It we, has we've been had fun. On yeah. For a while, we, and yeah.
2: It it has been pretty good. Nadal doesn't have any challenges. No, he is out of challenges that out, Correct. and that's what he's all fired up about. Yeah. But we'll talk about that more later including Yes. Wimbledon and Iowa. You know about this, Jimmy B? I have
1: seen the court. Uh, We will talk
2: about that later. Right now, a different kind of pastime. That is America's pastime. Major League Baseball with Zach Reimer from Bleacher Report as he joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Zach, good afternoon to you.
3: Good afternoon. Welcome to All-Star Week. Yes, that means we
2: start talking tennis. For the only time of the year during All Star Week, it's a difficult week to get through and finding content, and probably the same
1: for your realm as well, isn't it, Zach?
3: Yeah, well, you know, in tennis they swing things at balls, so it's kind of like baseball, similar, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, similar, similar. Zach, you got mm-hmm. any? You got any interest in the uh, home run derby tonight?
3: I do. Uh, you no, know, I'll be interested. As long as it stays interesting, anyway. I, my problem with the Home Run Derby, there does come a point after, like, I don't know, the fourth or fifth hour, however long it goes, where it does start <laughs> to drag on a little bit. It becomes kind of like a superhero movie where it's just like, okay, there's punching and punching. What else you got? Uh But, no, I, I'm mainly interested, especially in this Home Run Derby, especially to see just how long the home runs are going to be. Because Aaron Judge is a giant human being. John Carlos Stanton is a giant human being. Miguel know is a giant human being, and guys like Cody Ballinger have tons of power, too. So I think we're going to see some long dingers tonight, and that's what that's usually what drives my interest, so I'm excited for this one.
2: You know, uh, they've continued to tweak and change the All-Star Home Run Derby, uh, what they've done. It's, it was surprising to Jim and myself, the first time it was live was uh, back in 1997. Seems like it's been on a lot longer than that, but regardless of that, Uh, the incarnation that we currently see it, it starts off with the bracketed core. uh, You go up against one guy as opposed to the top four or five uh, scores moving on to the next round. Do you like the way that they're doing it now? Do you think they they finally figured out the exact right way to put this thing together?
3: I do. I mean, I think they debuted it in 2015 when it was at Cincinnati and uh, Todd Frazier won it. I think that was the debut of the new format. And, you know, it, that was a terrific home run derby, and he really got a sense that what the the new format adds to it is a sense of urgency that just wasn't there before. We have guys racing against the clock, you have tiebreakers, and it can be a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, I was I started this segment by mocking the home run derby for taking forever, but I like the current format more than I like the past format for what that's worth.
1: We're having a conversation right now with Zach Reimer, Major League Baseball Bleacher Report, on the Draft House Fifty Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Um, when you look back, do you have a favorite home run derby, like one that stood out to you throughout the uh, years that you have watched it?
3: Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite derby. I think I have fond memories of specific moments. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have. I definitely remember Mark McGuire launching ball yeah. after ball over the uh, the Green Monster in Fenway back in 99. Josh Hamilton in 2008 was a lot of fun. Don mm-hmm. Carlos Stanton last year was a lot of fun. Uh, I have mentioned earlier the Todd Frazier kind of walk-off home run derby victory that he had in the team. That was a lot of fun. I can't rank any of these moments, but just there are, thankfully, moments that stick out in my head. It's like, hey, uh, I'm glad I tuned in for the derby for that. That was cool. Mm-hmm.
2: So, of all the candidates that are out there, you got the young guns, you got Bellinger, you got Judge, you got Miguel Sino, uh some veterans that have been around, a guy like Moustakis. The one name that, to me, I consider myself a pretty big baseball fan. You but, are. But Justin Bohr of the Marlins. Certainly not a guy that I ever anticipated I'd see in a home run derby. Does that speak more of after some of the young guys, how quickly guys say no, or do we have to keep an eye on Bohr?
3: You know, he's been a quality hitter. I mean, he was kind of a late bloomer. He didn't break in until he was 26 in 2014. But progressively, uh, you know, in his limited career to this point, he's gotten better and better as a hitter, and he has pretty decent power, especially having to play in that home ballpark, which is huge. So I figure that he's there partially as kind of a hometown nod, even though he'd be sharing the field with Stanton, another Mm -hmm. fellow Marlin. But just, you know, he is a quality hitter, and you do wonder, like, if he's there just, because they called so many guys, and how many turned them down, and he said yes. But um, no, it's good to see them that he's going to get some exposure because he's quietly been building a solid career over the last few years. So it's good; to be, it'll be good to see him on a big stage like this.
2: Well, and uh, the stage might even get bigger for him. There was a report over the weekend for the Miami Herald that the Yankees are interested in trading for him as they try to plug that whole over at first base Chris Carter has not worked out. We've seen the injury to Bird that has happened. So uh that's a name that is out there. You think that's a name that makes sense for the Yankees or is there another first baseman or two that you look at that uh makes sense in your mind?
3: Well, just as a, uh, a an upgrade at a badly at a position that badly needs an upgrade. He's he would do fine. Uh what's interesting to me is that you know, it's not as if this the, this Yankee team lacks a first baseman for the future. They do have Greg Bird still floating around down there. He's been injured this year. But you have to figure, you know, he's still under club control for the long haul. You wonder if maybe they're kind of giving up on him because Bohr is a guy who's not going to be here just for one year. He, he's controlled through 2020. Uh, I expected the Yankees to go more after like a Yonder Alonzo, who's a, a free agent to be. Uh, when he was available, probably not available anymore, but Eric Hosmer is another guy who's a free agent to be. Um, the fact that they're looking at Boar and he's not a short-term solution does kind of make you wonder what they think about Bird. But he would definitely fix a problem, that's for sure.
1: Zach Reimers, our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Zach, can you fix the Cubs or not?
3: Oh man, I really want to, um, because I feel like I've been beating the drum all year of like, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. They're mm-hmm. going to be good. Um, no, I mean, I, fixing them is just it. I, I sound like a broke record because I think I've said this on every radio segment I've been on this year. It really is just a matter of patience. They just need guys to perform. Um, and you don't really even know where to start with a list like that because there's so many guys who aren't performing up to the, their capabilities, uh, especially the capabilities that they showed last year. Um, uh, you know, I I think the one positive here, or one of several positives, I suppose, is that the Brewers are good, but I don't think they're a team that's going to run away with that division. I think they're going to allow the Cubs to stay within distance, even if the Cubs take longer to get their act together. Um, other than that, I mean, I still think the Cubs are going to pull ahead, but my confidence in that eventuality has definitely been shaken since the, the, start, of the start of the year.
2: Yeah, it's a team that defensively is taken a step back, pitching's a step back, hitting's a step back, mm-hmm. maybe managerial's been a step back. I mean, Could be. You, you can point a lot of different avenues that just hasn't worked out here. Another part, you know, there, there's many people out there that think, hey, the Cubs are a tweak or two away, maybe it's that young controllable arm, whatever it is, and they'll be fine, just get in. But with what we see out of the Dodgers, what we see out of the Nationals, what we see on the other side out of the Astros, is it concerning to look down at that minor league level and, and mortgage your future for a Cubs team that, frankly, best-case scenario might be the fourth or fifth fifth team in baseball, even if they do get into the playoffs?
3: Oh, I don't think there's reason to worry about the future so much. I mean, they're still very much a team that is built for the long haul. They have so much young talent. They have really good players under contract for a long time. Uh, which is why you know if they're going to make big moves, you kind of mentioned it earlier. It's going to be for controllable players. This is not a team that they want to, you know, uh, waste assets on rentals to help because this season has become no sure thing. But I think the attitude that this Cubs team has to have now is maybe they can be like the 2000 New York Yan- New York Yankees, where the Yankees were really good 98 99. In 2000, they only won 87 games and kind of backed into the playoffs and still won the World Series because. They were the Yankees. Mm-hmm. The Cubs could potentially have a season like that, where they struggle and it's a real fight to get into the playoffs. But once they get into the playoffs, hey, look! All of a sudden, they're the Cubs again. Uh, that has to be the hope at this point, because uh, it's not as if they're going to rip off—I don't know—another sixty wins and finish with a hundred wins or whatever it is. So that has to—that has to be it.
1: Well, right now they're in a struggle even to be a wild card team.
3: Yeah. Um, should have the wild card standings in front of me, but I don't bear with me for three and a half seconds. Yeah. Where are they? (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're chasing the Rockies and the Dimebacks. I mean, that's another thing you can kind of, you can kind of put in perspective because those two have had really surprising seasons, but they have shown kind of some signs of distress in recent weeks. And certainly neither of them, I don't think is going to track down the Dodgers. So, It's another positive you can lay on top of the Cubs situation. They're not having a good year, but the race is not leaving them behind, whether you're talking about the NL Central or the wild card. It's going to stay within reach.
2: We're talking right now with Zach Reimer as we take a look around baseball. The All-Star game then tomorrow, uh, not a whole lot of conversation about that yet. We've been kind of focused on the All-Star festivities tonight with the Home Run Derby, but uh, when you break down the All-Star game now, there is no home field tied to it. Has it lost luster in your mind because of that?
3: Uh, no, because I think the, the home field advantage thing, it wore out its welcome. I thought it was a cool idea in the beginning, and you remember the first year they had it, there was a really, really fun All-Star game, 2003, where it was competitive, and you know, kind of a late home run by Hank Blaylock. It looked like it was going to be a great idea, but then, you know, it just faded and after a while, it didn't make any sense to have a game that counts. You're going to have fans vote in the starters, and you're going to have some weird, these weird Frankenstein monsters of teams where guys were replaced by injuries, or they started the Sunday before the All Star game. Um, home field advantage in the World Series, and it's the stakes; those are too high stakes, I think, for something like this. So, I'm glad it's kind of reverted back to what it's supposed to be, which is just a fun exhibition. You know, show the league's brightest stars, have some fun, don't get anybody hurt. Um, It could be you know less watchable, Mm -hmm. but at least it's what it's supposed to be now, and I think that's for the best.
1: You know, it's it's interesting to me as we get set after the All Star Game tomorrow night, and then the opportunity for the second half to begin. I'll just throw a little uh, a couple of them. A, do you think the Dodgers can stay? as hot as they are the same for the Astros and B, will we see Cleveland or somebody else? Maybe it's Kansas city in the American league central, or even Trent's Minnesota twins in the central overtake the Indians. What, what, what is more plausible to you?
3: Uh, Okay. I'm just going to go in order here. I, I'm a, very very much impressed by the dodgers i think they're an amazing team uh balance wise i think they're better than the houston astros even though you they're kind of lumped into the same conversation uh but i don't know if they can stay this hot just because one thing that worries me is that their pitching staff has been a little weird this year and that their starters have basically been five or six inning guys and then it's just been the bullpen coming in to clean up i wonder about the sustainability of something like that um I don't think anybody's going to catch the Cleveland Indians in the uh, AL Central. I mean, the other teams in the division are solid, but they're the ones that have the most upside. They're also the only ones in the division with a positive run differential, so that always helps. Um, I feel like there was one more you were asking me about, but I don't remember now.
1: Uh, It was the uh, Kansas City or the Twins. Can they run down the Indians?
3: Yeah, kind of going back to what I was saying. I don't think so. I just, okay. I don't think they have enough depth there, especially compared to the Indians. The Indians have been frustrating because it's been like two steps forward, one step back for them all season. But like I said, the upside is there, and ultimately, I think they're just going to pull away in the end.
2: Hey, one more here, kind of on a local front with the White Sox. Not a ton of White Sox fans here, but three yeah, decently close. Three. Uh, I, I saw the report of Jose Quintana and the asking price. That the White sox have for him, we know the numbers certainly have not been what uh we've seen out of past seasons out of him. What is an asking price that is too high for a quintana and if there is a, a trade to be had out there, are you a Quintana fan, or you think maybe a, a guy that's heading the wrong way
3: no i'm I'm still in his corner, I think he's a really good pitcher uh and I understand it if the asking price is really high, even despite the fact he's not having a great season, because the reality is the White Sox don't have really any pressure to deal him in the near future. He's under contract for several more years. I mean, he's not leaving until after 2020 for most, most likely. So, um, yeah, I, I would be very, very surprised if he's dealt this summer just because I don't think that perceptions of his ability will match up with his price tag uh, if he's going to be dealt it's probably more likely to be this winter or next summer so yeah i i'm a believer i think he's still a really good pitcher just uh awkward timing for all parties involved i would just put it that way
1: Hmm. interesting it's always good pal when we catch up with you you have a great day thank you zach i will thanks for having me okay pal there exactly. you go zach reimer major league baseball bleacher report on the draft house 50 hotline uh the update on the sensational tennis match that is taking place between Muller and Rafael Nadal. Mm-hmm. They're still playing. It's it's what is it now? Is it 10-10 or 11-11 in the fifth set? Uh 12-11. 12-11. Muller with the lead as Nadal is serving. Okay.
2: For the game.
1: Okay, to try to stay in. Mm-hmm. What Didn't that one match take like two and a half days?
2: The, I, the Isner, Isner and uh, Mahout. Yeah, playing. Isner
1: and Mahut. Okay. Yeah. It went like three days. Well, they're running out of sunlight there, too. <laughs> they Jimmy are. B. They are. We're coming right back, everybody. Jimmy B and TC is the big talker, 1700.
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and T.C. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700
2: KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs,
4: Do you have building projects to be done around the house? My husband and I are going through quite the home renovation. We realized we we're always borrowing a trailer from a friend for hauling furniture, picking up building supplies, and trips to the dump, if it was available. We found Casey Trailer Sales in Grinnell. Josh showed us all the options Casey Trailer Sales had in stock cargo, utility, and equipment are just a few. Josh helped us decide which trailer worked best for our needs. Casey Trailer Sales in Grinnell had exactly what we were looking for and affordable pricing. Visit Casey Trailer Sales and Truck Accessories or call 641 990 2674. I'm glad we went with Lucase. Casey and you will be too are you ready for some barbecue Big Al's barbecue is happy to announce his second location is now open at the Armada Inn at Army Post and Floor Drive with two Big Al's locations there's no reason to miss out on some of the best barbecue in the Des Moines area Big Al cooks all his meat low and slow to make it fall off the bone and with homemade sauces and sides to choose from you're sure to leave satisfied place your order now for Big Al to cater your private event don't forget the original Big Owl's East Side location, just 900 feet north of the AE Cows on Hubble Avenue. Come eat Southern-style barbecue cooked by an Asian man on the East Side, and now open on the South Side of Des Moines. Big Owl's Barbecue.
5: Big Owl's Barbecue is this week's sweet deal. Get fifty dollars worth of Big Owl's Barbecue gift certificates for only twenty-five dollars. Yep, that's a sweet deal. $50 worth of Big
1: Al's Barbecue Certificates for only $25. There's a limited number, and they're sure to go fast. So get yours Friday morning at 9 at 1700kbgg.com. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big-screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Drafthouse 50 can get it even cricket?
5: See
6: you soon. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports.
3: Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation, 515-262-STAR.
0: Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back in. We're going to switch gears as we just had uh, Zach Reimer on talking a little uh, Major League Baseball and the All-Star Game for Tuesday. And, of course, the big home run derby that's scheduled for tonight. So let's go to basketball. And that brings us to Scott Phillips, College Hoops, Bleacher Report, NBC. Scott, good afternoon. How are you, man?
7: I'm doing well. I wish we were talking about Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton exit velocities, but I guess we could talk about some college basketball. <laughs> we'll talk some hoops here, and we uh,
2: just wanted to kind of take an overview with you today, Scott. Go through the Big Ten, the Big 12, even the MVC, and that's going to be a completely different look to that conference this year. Kind of as we get through it, this is a time in July where the recruiting starting to heat back up. The evaluation periods are going to start We're going to hear a lot more offers for some 2018 kids and and really some guys honing in on decisions uh, going into their senior years. But as we look at things right now, rosters are pretty much intact. There might be a moving piece here or there, but for the most part, we feel like we're going to have and want to start first in the Big Ten with you. And uh, Michigan State, with the decision of Miles Bridges, they become the big favorite right now. Starting with the Spartans, they're going to be good. I think everybody has Mm -hmm. them in their preseason top five, maybe worst-case scenario, seven or eight, but they're going to be very good. Is this a team good enough, though, to win a national championship?
7: Yes, I think absolutely so. I know that the Big Ten has been down in terms of national title contenders over the last 10 to 15 years, but this group certainly has not only the star power but the depth to make a national title run this year. You mentioned Miles Bridges returning He's a uh, potential player of the year candidate nationally. You know, the type of guy who could have been a top ten pick in this very loaded NBA draft that just happened. And he's joined by a number of talented pieces around him. Uh, Guys like Nick Ward and Cassius Winston and Josh Langford, who were key pieces last year for the Spartans. Jaron Jackson, a McDonald's All-American who can come in and space the floor as another talented big man. And Michigan State had the benefit of getting a couple experienced guys like Ben Carter and Gavin Schilling back for extra years after their hurt last year. I think a lot of people forget this team faced a lot of injuries last season. they were still able to overcome it and make the NCAA tournament, relying on a lot of freshmen like Bridges and Winston and Ward. And now this group just has reinforcements and the star power to make a run here.
1: Uh, We're having a conversation right now with uh, Scott Phillips, talking a little college basketball. Is there a team that you cannot wait to see anywhere, anywhere in the country, a team you cannot wait to see?
7: That's an interesting question. I'm fascinated by Kentucky, uh, particularly after this, team USA basketball loss with John Calipari that featured some of these incoming freshmen because they have a lot of pieces that don't really fit together, but they have an unbelievable amount of actual talent. So I'm kind of fascinated to see who plays, which positions, who fits in, who wins minutes over each other, and how everyone kind of fares in that situation. And, John Calipari is going to face some additional pressure now, having lost with USA Basketball to Canada in the U19 semifinals this past weekend. So that added pressure for him is going to make things a little bit more fun. And the SEC is going to be a pretty challenging league this year, more so in years past. Florida certainly elevated their play last year in making an Elite Eight run. South Carolina as well, although they'll be down a little bit this year. But that's going to be an interesting league from top to bottom with some guys like Michael Porter coming in at Missouri and Colin Sexton coming in at Alabama.
2: Uh, a couple of teams that are most people's preseason top 25 from here in the area, both Minnesota and Northwestern. But it's going to be a change for a little Ricky Patino up north and for, <laughs> for Collins over at Northwestern because for the first time in their coaching careers and for the first time for these young basketball programs under their, uh, their tutelage, they're going to have a little bit of a target on their back. What do you expect to see out of that? And do you see both of those teams maybe living up to the hype they're getting right now?
7: I think both will definitely be safely in the NCAA tournament next year. Both of them have a lot of leadership and experience back next year, especially at guard. Uh, you know, you look at Nate Mason playing for Minnesota and Bryant McIntosh playing for Northwestern, those are the types of upper class, you know, all conference guards that you look for in making deep NCAA tournaments, second weekend, third weekend types of runs. So, you know, the groups that these guys are returning are both impressive. I think the interesting thing for Northwestern this year is they're playing at a new home venue at the All-State Arena, which where is where DePaul was playing these last uh, few years, and it hasn't really drawn too well kind of an older, cavernous venue. And they had such a great home court advantage last year when they finally made the NCAA tournament. Does that register over to the new arena this Mm -hmm. year? I think that's going to be something interesting to watch for. Minnesota, we obviously know that's a tough place to play. They're returning most of their team outside of team Springs. But they bring in a guard in Isaiah Washington, who's a potential core rotation piece. He's a really fun guard to watch. Uh, He's going to make a lot of highlight real plays. So I expect both these teams to be potential Sweet 16 teams entering the year.
2: Wow. Wow. One more on the Big Ten and the depth of the conference this year. Last year, it wasn't a good conference. I mean, yeah, three teams got to the Sweet 16, and people got excited. It wasn't a very good year for the conference. But with Michigan State at the top, Purdue, they get good news with both uh, Haas coming back. They they lose Biggie, but then they also right. get Edwards that comes yes, back. Yes, he came back. Uh, th- that's their top 25 team. Michigan, maybe a fringe top 25 team. We haven't talked about our local team here with the Hawkeyes. The depth of this conference, the first seven, eight teams – is this going to be a banner year for the Big Ten, or could the bottom part of it maybe tail off and, and make the conference as a whole maybe not look quite as good?
7: I really like the first four teams in the Big Ten, the three teams that we talked about before, Michigan State, Minnesota, Northwestern, and then Purdue. Obviously, they lose Caleb Swanigan, but you guys mentioned some of the key pieces and Vince Edwards and Isaac Haas. Those guards are better than people give them credit for as well, guys, mm-hmm. like T.J. Thompson and Dakota Mathias. Ryan Klein, Carson Edwards just had some strong stretches overseas with the U-19 team as well. So Swanigan's going to be tough to replace. But, again, I think this team has a lot of depth and experience where they should be able to make a comfortable postseason run. From there, it gets a little bit fishy. I mean, you look at Maryland and Michigan losing key pieces to the NBA. Iowa has to replace a go-to guy in Peter Jock. Wisconsin's lost that core group that's made deep tournament runs over the years with Bronson Kanig, Nigel Hayes, and Mm -hmm. Tito Brown all graduating. And then obviously the uncertainty at Illinois and Penn State and Indiana with some new pieces and younger pieces coming in there as well. So I think, you know, if you're looking at a team from that second tier that could really step up, I actually like Michigan and Iowa quite a bit. Uh, Maryland, I'm really not sure where they're going to stand without Melo Trimble. I think Anthony Collin can really step up and be good along with Justin Jackson and Kevin Herter. But with Michigan, John Beeline always seems to have effective ways to have and maximize his talents. And he loses some key pieces in DJ Wilson and. They're, uh, um, excuse me, D.J. Wilson and Derek Walton, but he gets Teron Simmons and Charles Matthews to come in, Mo Wagner's back. They should be an intriguing team with Iowa. I expect them to fully be back and to re- able to replace Peter Jock. That's going to be the big question for them, but so many of those guys stepped up last year and showed that they were capable of Big Ten pieces. I think they're a really intriguing team that not a lot of people are talking about nationally.
1: You know, you you referenced the uh, 19 team, and Coach John Calipari, when you talked about Kentucky, was the coach there. Because they did not win that tournament, ended up taking third. Are you on the bashing side, or are you on the side where, hey, they just got beat by Canada, a better team?
7: I'm on the bashing side. It's absolutely unacceptable for USA basketball to lose at any level. Uh, We have the most talent on the floor, top to bottom, with our rosters. should be able to wear teams out in terms of our press and our effectiveness overall. And, you know, for John Calipari to uh, start two of his own Kentucky guys and two guys that he was recruiting to Kentucky raises a little bit of eyebrows at some of the depth and experience of college guys that he had coming off the bench. Uh, You know, obviously it's a tough loss to a team in Canada which possibly had the best player on the floor in R.J. Barrett. You have to give credit to the Canadians who have certainly elevated their play at the national level, at all levels over these last couple years. But if if you're USA basketball, you're expected to come home with gold medals. To come home with a bronze is a major disappointment at any level.
2: Well, much like that, it's the expectation of the Big 12 that Kansas is going to bring home the regular season title every single year. It looks like it's going to continue, but a lot of new faces going to be there. Uh, No Frank Mason, no Joshua Jackson coming back this year. It is Kansas. They're at the top. After the Jayhawks, though, who do you like in the Big 12 to fill in that top half of of the league, if you will?
7: That's going to be an interesting league. I think you have to start with West Virginia. Bob Huggins has done a tremendous job of really instituting that press in there and getting the athletes they need to play the length of the floor and. They're getting the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year and Javon Carter back, who I think is one of the most underrated players nationally. Not a lot of people talk about how talented he is. You still have to get a go-to score if you're West Virginia, but I think they have the depth to wear a lot of teams out, and they've certainly been there before. I think Texas is really intriguing. Obviously, they were horrible last year with a down year, but... They bring in a true point guard in Matt Coleman, a freshman who just came from Oak Hill Academy, who should be able to help stabilize that team a little bit. Andrew Jones can play a little bit off the ball, some of those talented guys around them like Eric Davis. And Muhammad Bamba, a spring commitment, a five-star center, was a huge late grab for Shaka Smart. He's the type of guy who could be a top-five pick in next year's NBA draft a major presence defensively and on the glass. And Texas has high expectations now that Bamba and Coleman are coming in with a group that was really too young to make an impact last year in the Big 12.
1: I'm, I'm with you on, on Texas. I, I think they'll be a totally different kind of ball club uh, that you see this year as compared to last year.
2: What about Mo Bamba? What's going on with
1: his, his brother? brother. Is, well, it's his half-brother, I think.
2: Is there any concern about this, or this is just a guy that maybe got cut out a little bit yeah. and he showed his frustrations?
7: Yeah, I think you're seeing some frustration here, some things that were, uh, some splits between family members and some things that were said in uncertain terms. But, yeah, from sources that have talked to me, Texas doesn't seem too concerned about things. The NCAA is aware of these matters and has looked into it. But as they do with every elite five-star prospect, they dig into these prospects and what they're about and who their background is. And a lot of the situation involving Muhammad Bamba involves people that have really been with him since his childhood. So again, you're looking kind of at a similar situation to the Caleb Swanigan situation with his, uh, you know, agent slash uh, guardian Roosevelt Barnes. But that was a situation again, where Barnes took in Swanigan at such a young age, you can't really predict a kid to be a pro athlete when they're in middle school. So, you know, kind of a, a, down situation if you're bombo hopefully he's able to play strongly this year and people will forget about it
1: well we were listening to you and watching the end of a classic tennis match between jills muller and rafael nadal and they've played five hours and finally muller has pulled it off was it 13 11 in the uh yes. yeah 13 11 was the because uh, there's no tiebreaker in the fifth set at Wimbledon, I don't know if you're a tennis guy or not, Scott, but uh, that was unbelievable to watch while you've been enlightening everybody listening to us uh, on, college, <laughs> on college basketball. So it was pretty good stuff. Raphael Nadal no, I, bounced.
7: I'm going to have to check that out myself. I do follow tennis a bit. Uh, obviously, you have to wonder if Nadal had anything in the tank after winning the French this year.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you from that standpoint, but uh, you, didn't, you wouldn't expect them to lose to Muller. But he did. No, certainly but, not. Yeah, but he did. Um, quickly, back to, uh, back to the college hoops. Uh, when, you, when you sit and you start to assess the upcoming season, what are your prerequisites for thinking that this team is going to be better than another team? Is it strictly based on talent, on who the coach is, or a combination of several things?
7: I think it's a combination of factors, but first and foremost, it's the experience that you see on the floor. Uh, With coaches, you kind of get a feel for what game plans are going to be instituted and how they're going to do things in certain situations. But you know, the only thing that you can really go with is the players that you've seen in the past and what they're going to bring with them in the future. And as we see guys leave for the NBA, uh, you know, after one and two seasons, more and more now, that's a tougher thing to do with higher level teams, and we rely so much now on doing preseason top 25s that are predicated on the incoming freshmen, and it's a really tough thing to process sometimes. You know, we see some teams that fall woefully short of expectations and others that exceed them strictly based on the performances of first-year guys that we can't really, you know, have the expectations of at times. So I think you look at some experience and you look at a team like Michigan State where you say, okay, they have four starters back and they have other experienced bench pieces back, plus you have a McDonald's All-American, and that's the type of, core group that you like to see when you're picking a potential national champion or final four
2: team one more for you for me uh scott i'll let jimmy b finish up with you here it's july and that means a, a big recruiting time as we talked about at the top here uh a couple of things what a start manute Bull's son bull 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 what can you tell us about him i saw rivals and their updated 150 that was just updated uh the other day they have him at number three what you're hearing about manute son
7: Well, I've seen him a couple times this spring, and I've been very impressed at the way that he's uh, progressed from last year to this year. I think there are times where he coasted a little bit in his younger days. He's obviously bigger than a lot of his peers, but now it's not only his size and his athleticism, but he's an outstanding perimeter shooter. Uh, He's the type of guy who shot over 50% from three-point range this spring and, you know, a a solid sample size of games as well, about a dozen to 15 games so you know he's the type of guy who's not only able to block shots with his extreme athleticism and length at the rim but he's also being able to stretch the floor which you know you look at a lot of new age big guys at the college level and the nba game they want to be able to space the floor at all five positions bull bull is able to protect the rim and do that then he's a major prospect going forward
2: here from the state of iowa joe weiss camp checks in at 41 in the latest rankings have you had a chance to see him he's been committed to iowa for so long I think sometimes he kind of gets, uh, I don't know, overlooked. For- forgotten about? Yeah, because yeah. nationally you're looking at guys that haven't committed. Have you ever seen out Weiss camp play in any of the camp circuits you've seen?
7: I have, yeah. I actually had a chance to see him at the NBA Top 100 camp a couple weeks back in okay. June. And it's funny you guys mentioned him being slept on a little bit because I had this exact conversation with Corey Evans of Rivals.com. And mm-hmm. we both talked about how he's been committed for so long to Iowa that sometimes you kind of forget about these types of kids because... You get in the rat race of who's really being interested in which players and the recruiting updates and things like that, and you can kind of forget the guys that have committed and put in the work, and that's what East Camp has done. He went over to Europe for the Adidas Euro camp and impressed some people over there. He's the type of guy who should be able to come into Iowa right away and at least be a role player because he's savvy. He's got a good feel for the game. He's not the type of guy who's looking to take over right away. I think that he's got a lot of things going for him that are very positive.
1: He lights it up in high school ball. Could he be a lights-out scorer by the time he's a junior in college? That's, that's a good question. Obviously,
7: with Fran McCaffrey teams, you've seen a lot of Iowa players typically led by upper-class scorers. So I think we Scan could be a valuable uh, floor spacer the first few years, maybe a double-figure scorer. But yeah, he could definitely be the type of player with a couple years of development who could elevate into a premier scorer in the Big Ten.
2: Good stuff. Hey, Scott, always good time to talk basketball with you. We appreciate your time. We'll do it again here as we uh, get through the evaluation period. We'll talk more basketball. Thanks for your time today, Scott.
7: Sounds good. Thanks for
1: having me on, guys. See you, Scott. There you go. That's uh, Scott Phillips, Bleacher Report, NBC College Hoops, uh, on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines.
2: A couple of uh, other names on that list sure. that, uh, with some local interest. Uh, one of the kids from over, he plays with the Iowa Barnstormers team. He plays sure. with A.J. Green. He plays with Weiss Camp, but he's from Wisconsin. Uh, he is, uh, where is he at as I scroll through here? Joey Hauser at number 43. So two okay. spots behind uh, Weiss Camp in that one. Now, I know he was interested in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Iowa doesn't have a scholarship, though. Right. The only scholarship that they have available, with Dominic Ewell being the only senior, is going to Weiss camp. They don't have a spot for him. He's a Wisconsin kid, going to be difficult to pull out of there. Notre Dame's involved, though, uh, but that's one to keep your eye on, at least at a local level. I know Iowa State's been very involved. Haven't heard a ton about that. We'll have to ask Alex Halstead.
1: About about that yeah. opportunity, if Iowa State is in on him real if, strong.
2: If he's uh, heard any more about uh, Hauser. And then at number 90, another kid here from in the state, A.J. Green. We yes. talked about him. His dad, Kyle, an assistant coach at UNI. Uh, Wisconsin involved, Minnesota involved, Iowa State involved. That's a tough spot, though. He's said all the right things. You read interviews with AJ Green, and I love the kid. I, I think he is. You've called some of his yeah, games, right? Yeah. Okay. Down the state tournament. He's really good. His, his quickness is through the roof. Yeah. He's got to add strength. Uh, he's he's a lot like Bohannon. A lot like Bohannon. Deceptively Morris. fast. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, some good quickness to him, but do you put in the work of recruiting this kid, knowing that? In the end, he could just say, you know what? I'm going to play for my dad at I." Yeah, you know, That's that's the tough spot that a lot of these coaches are in. The same kind of thing, though, for him. Iowa doesn't have a scholarship, so Iowa State, is that somewhere where they start to zero in? Uh, that's one to keep an eye on. And uh, one other name with an Iowa State tie. I know Iowa State's been big on it and a uh, power forward from up in Minneapolis. Race Thompson hmm. is his name. He checks in at 121 in the latest rankings of the Rivals 150 that came out a little bit ago. So just some names with some local ties there. Local guys, will uh, get deeper into that going forward. This is the time, Jimmy B. Yeah, it is. Where yeah. the evaluations will happen, mm-hmm. commitments are going to start happening a lot more, and, and the dominoes start to fall here throughout July, and we find out more about what happens in basketball.
1: Recruiting. Have you uh, taken a look also at any of the summer league games just to see how some of the local talent is doing? Pete Jock, uh, Monte Morris. Matt Thomas. You know, every time that I flipped it on, it seemed like the guys that I wanted to see weren't playing. Weren't in?
2: Okay. Like, uh, I flipped on the Nuggets game. Yep. And Mate hardly played in the first half. Right. I uh, flipped on the Pelican. I, I saw a clip of Peter Jack. His first career shot. Air ball. I, uh, he he foot deep off the backboard. Oh, I thought it was an air ball. It was a 23-footer, and he shot about 25 feet. <laughs> Got a little, uh, little adrenaline a little pump excited, there. Huh? Little a little adrenaline pump, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing. I I uh Matt Thomas, one of my cyclone buddies, was saying all he did every time he got on the floor, offensively, just ran to the corner. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Okay. He he knew what he was supposed to do. Run to Go the, the, corner. the corner and
1: shoot. <laughs> if you're ever going to stick, that's going to be your spot in this league. Did he make a shot while you were watching? No, he didn't. He no, didn't. No, okay. No. All but right. uh, I'm not as big into the summer league. I and you know what? It's becoming such a big thing. Did you you can't get a ticket. The courtside yeah. seats for the Lakers Lakers was, Celtics was, was sold out. was 5000 bucks for a courtside seat. And they had to stop selling tickets. Yes. Which is it, it didn't no, happen. No. this is two years ago league, when we started counts. this adventure together. Yes.
2: I laughed at you. I'm like what in God's name are you doing <laughs> watching summer league basketball? It's turned into a big thing it and is. you know what? Yeah. I, fall, I I was watching, You fell into it, didn't you? I was you? watching Lakers Celtics a little bit on yeah. Saturday. You
1: yeah. Lonzo, Lonzo Ball had a triple-double. Yeah. His first game was, was, not dreadful, yeah. was dreadful. Not second, scoring like you don't. Second game, triple-double. Yeah. He can pass the basketball. Oh, game. yeah, he I can. I don't know
2: how effective he'll be a as a scorer. It. I
1: agree with you. But at the very least,
2: he can run a team. Yes, boy, he can. He good. Even though he's not an elite athlete, mm-hmm. he's not going to wow you, he's not going to dunk in traffic. But, boy, the way he sees the court, the way his ability to just pass in general. Yes. It's fun to watch.
1: Yeah, he is. It's, I find it interesting. Look, I don't watch it as much as maybe we even talk about it on here, but there's nothing on. Right. So they're playing on the West Coast, which means it's on in my time zone because you and I are both up. We're later, later night guys watching it. And I find it entertaining sometimes. Sure. And look, I, I watched Jason Tatum. He's putting on a clinic. Mm Mm-hmm. An absolute clinic. Well, we knew he was good when he was at Duke. Sure. But, oh my goodness, this guy is a scoring machine. All right, slow Jay- down. You talked about this Tatum. in the primetime league and no, the, in I, know, the I, know, I know, I know, I know. Now you're was, going crazy about well, Summer League NBA. Summer League NBA, I know. But still, <laughs> it's, 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 it, the entertainment factor is pretty good. And here's the other thing. You talked about the sellout crowd. Yeah. They're like standing. Mm-hmm. For these games. And they've been competitive. There's been some real competitive games, which, you know, it it gives you some drama. The games are meaningless. Yes. Just absolutely meaningless. Don't count for anything. And the place
2: is sold out. Well, coming up on the other side, we're going to make our picks on something else meaningless. Okay. The Home Run Derby. Oh, boy. We'll make our picks on the other side. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker seventeen hundred live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. 1700
0: KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Let's transform a space. Let's paint some walls. The Home Depot has everything you need to make it easy. From 3M patch plus primer and scotch blue painter's tape to bare paint, it's all here. So let's work smarter. Let's prep smarter and get results that take a room from no to whoa. Prep, paint, perfect. Available at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. US only, see store for details.
7: Lots of things take 15 minutes, like sitting through a halftime show or running a very slow mile. Well, Buffalo Wild Wings wants to add one more to the
1: list. The B-Dubs Fast Break Lunch. Order from this menu and you'll get your lunch in 15 minutes or it's free. So put in your order, count all the tiles on our ceiling and voila, 15 minutes and your food has arrived. Or it's on us. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer,
6: sports. Valid for tables of 6 or last Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. At participating locations for dine-in only. Other
1: restrictions apply. See participating location for details. Worry less with Liberty Mutual Insurance.
4: Liberty Mutual saved me almost $800 when I switched my home and auto insurance. Liberty did what? Yeah, I got the perfect coverage for us. And I didn't have to worry about skimping on Emma's party. Well, that explained the party! Best
6: birthday
1: ever! Visit us online to get a quote. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide survey of new customers. Coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual
5: Insurance Company.
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Dave Ramsey, talking about your money and your life.
5: This is a show where we take more calls than any other talk show in North America. the reason is, is we talk about you right in front of you every day. So thanks for being here.
0: The Dave Ramsey Show on the big talker. 1700 KBGG. Count it down. Let's hear a great debt-free scream. Uh, Three,
5: two, one...
0: I'M DEBT FREE! Yeah!
5: See you soon.
6: At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. As many of you know, severe weather and hail swept through central Iowa and the Des Moines Metro. Wolf Construction was here long before these storms, and will be here long after. We're much more than a pickup and a ladder. A roofing team is here to serve you for years to come. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally.
0: Dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Of course, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rate supply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non-return Other and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 kbgg live from the wolf construction studio sponsored by wolf construction roofing here's jim and trent
1: all right everybody welcome back in we uh roll till the top of the hour then we're done here today on a monday it is the home run derby tonight yes are you uh are you amused at this this evening will you partake I will yeah okay I'm pumped up for it Kay. I'm looking forward
2: to it I'm excited about it I'm excited that they're also is isn't going to be any Chris Berman there. That makes it uh, even better. (laughs) I don't care. In my mind. But, yeah, you, you love that nerdy back, back, back stuff. So that's right up your alley. I'm
1: just telling you, Leo Lassen, who was the longtime voice of the Seattle Rainiers, coined that phrase. Great.
2: All right. Home run derby odds. Jimmy B. Yeah. Here it is. Fresh $100 bill. Oh, golly. Well, where are you putting your money? Oh. You trying to turn this into something
1: big? Can I take it to the? Nope. I Gotta can't... make a bet. I can't get a seven and. S- no. Nope. No. No. Nope. You can get either
2: Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton at yes. plus one seventy. Ooh. Uh, Cody Bellinger plus five fifty. Yeah. Miguel Sanoa's moved up. He is also plus five fifty. After mm, I a lot of people might have are... made my bet at six to y- yes, one. You might have. Yes. Now it's up to plus five fifty. Gary Sanchez, 12-1. to 1, Moustakis, 15-1. to 1, mm, The Moose. And 18-1 uh, to 1 for Charlie Blackman and Justin
1: Boer. Jimmy B. Yeah. Your money is on. Do I want to go value or do I want to go for the winner? Exactly. Well, you always want to get the winner. Always have to have the winner. I mean, you can make a great bet, but if it doesn't win, it's not a great bet, Well, right? it's not. The but... only winning side is the right side. But you... Want to make some money instead of just a couple of pennies? Right, right. Oh man, what did you say? Sano was again plus five fifty. That's where I am. I know you are. I'm on my boy. Yeah, a lot of people like him. Mustakas at fifteen to one. I was thinking about if that. you're going with a long shot. Yeah, I, Moose would be the guy. He would think so. That's that's certainly he's, where I. He's think. had a. He, the last what? Last
2: month? He's just been killing it. And uh, it'll be Miguel Sanoa against Mike Moustakis in the first round. Okay. In that one, uh, if you bet Sanoa you got to lay 210. Moustakis plus 170. Gary Sanchez against Giancarlo Carlos Stanton. Stanton, a big favorite, minus 425 in that matchup. Boar against Judge, Judge uh, minus three hundred, oh, yeah. and Bellinger against Blackman, Bellinger minus two twenty five. So the best matchup in the first round looks to be Sanoa against Mustafa. Yes, I think you're right. Fifteen
1: to one, worthy of a taste. Yeah, I would think so. Can I can I throw twenty five down on sure, that? Sure, yeah. All yeah right. let me split it up a little bit. Let me throw twenty five down on Moose. Uh huh. And then I'll put 75 on Stanton.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Splitting it up a little bit. Yeah. There's Jimmy B yeah. trying
1: to hedge. I, I'm bets. hedging.
2: I like it. Yes. I like it. I to had share. to do
1: that. Hey, uh, before we get out of here. Yes, sir. You know, you pay your taxes regularly, right? You're I, a, I try. I mean, me too. Yeah, yeah. Do you see Money Mayweather? Uh-uh. Floyd Mayweather wants to put off paying his 2015 taxes. Mm -hmm. until after his fight against Conor McGregor. Oh, okay. It must be one hell of a tax bill. Mm -hmm. But the guy has made over $700 million fighting in his career. He's going to get a Mm. check of $100 million for this fight. He He got a check on the Pacquiao fight for $100 million. His tax bill cannot be that big can it no yeah no it can't be that big well those penalties wouldn't get it, pretty big when you're not well, paying wouldn't it be even if it was 10 mil that's a lot of money 10 mil uh on his tax bill Just out of 100 bill. million yeah it's well over half jim it's like 55 million. 55 mil his yeah. tax bill Yes. yeah he's what country are we living in here that's a lot of money it is a lot of money <laughs> and he's still got 45 billion to play well with. i guess you do yeah you're in good shape It'll be fine. got to pay that bill. Damn. You, don't, you do not want to screw with the IRS. No, I don't no. care who you are. No, no. Don't mess with them. No. They'll make it difficult. They, they will make it hard on you.
2: <laughs> oh, Jimmy B., we are out of time for today. Okay. It is the longest week in sports talk radio. Oh, you're not kidding. A year ago, I left you on your own. That was a disaster. It was a disaster as I was in Nashville. This year, uh, not going to be able to make it to a fun trip. It'll be... Maybe a shorter trip. I got you. Going up to a, a Twins game. Okay. That's all that I got a week from Friday. So uh, not quite Nashville
1: this I'll year. I'll try to hang in as Condon, best as
2: I possibly In the Condon household.
1: There were like different. six people in here uh, trying to get this thing to run correctly. You're just a disaster. And I
2: didn't touch a thing. You're just a disaster. <laughs> I can't make it any simpler.
1: Turn on your microphone and talk, Jim. Pretty much. You can't do it. We're done, everybody. Back again tomorrow, like it or not, right here. On the Big Talker, bright and early at noon. Jimmy B and TC, 1700.
0: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG.
4: Do you have building projects to be done around the house? My husband and I are going through quite the home renovation. We realized we were always borrowing a trailer from a friend for hauling furniture, picking up building supplies, and trips to the dump, if it was available. We found Lucchese Trailer Sales in Grinnell. Josh showed us all the options Lucchese Trailer Sales had in stock. Cargo, utility, and equipment are just a few. Josh helped us decide which trailer worked best for our needs. Lucchese Trailer Sales in Grinnell had exactly what we were looking for, and affordable pricing. Visit Lucchese Trailer Sales and Truck Accessories or call 641-990-2674. I'm glad we went with And you will be, too.
0: A Wendy's Frosty is something special. And for a limited time, a Frosty is just 50 cents. An American classic for a classic price. It's not quite a milkshake, not quite an ice cream cone. It's definitely chocolate. Or vanilla. That choice is on you. Use a spoon or a french fry. Anything goes. A Frosty makes summer special. Yep, there's nothing quite like a Frosty. And there's nothing quite like this deal. A Frosty for 50 cents. Get yours before this deal melts away. Small Frosty only at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii.
5: This is Shaquille O'Neal. And the Shackettes. Reminding you that anytime. Anytime. Is a good time. Good time. For the cooling drying scent of gold bond powder spray like after the gym
4: or a crowded elevator ride or golf or working with farm animals
5: or a hard day's work
4: like sports casting
5: you said it ladies stay cool with gold bond powder spray
4: stay cool with gold bond <laughs> hey sue check out these sandals i don't wear sandals they're so
0: cute
3: um you know i
1: dry cracked feet carousel intensive foot repair doesn't just cover carousel removes hard dry skin then deeply moisturizes and actually repairs feet look good so fast you see a visible difference in just one day
4: sue you look great in these sandals get them yeah
1: carousel intensive foot repair in the foot care aisle see the one day difference
5: See you soon.
4: I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded.
7: I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online for like a year. She couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand.
4: I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head.
7: She
5: killed herself.
4: And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob.
5: If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice.